Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of N-Express Nintendo Podcast, the official Nintendo podcast of Goombastomp.com. I'm your host, Cameron Dax, and joining us we have games editor Mark Kalaroff. Kirby for best family game. Let it be known. You can still vote. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> By the time this episode comes out, I feel like the Game Awards will already have happened. But Probably. <laughs> but sure. Um, also with us, we have indie games editor Campbell Gill. Sonic Frontiers for best Sonic game. Of 2022. Uh, I can't argue, can't argue with that. Um, we are here to talk about. Uh, we have kind of a grab, uh, kind of a grab bag episode today. Uh, it's game of the year time. Um, we've all been scattered. Uh, Mark and Campbell have been busting ass putting together all of the game end end game content for the website. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm <laughs> still working my way through Harvestella. This, this, this game's never going to end. Um, so we figured we would take today's episode to kind of talk about a, a kind of a smorgasbord of things, as we are wont to do. Um, we have some Zelda Wind Waker 20th anniversary thoughts. Um, I have kind of a fun little holiday Zelda-related story that I enjoy sharing. And, of course, Mark has been moving through the Nintendo 64 Online expansion pack and putting together his thoughts on the multiplayer games and the, and you know, and the single player games uh, therein. Um, I guess the question becomes, what do we want to start with? Is it, do we, do we begin with Zelda or do we just kind of, uh, kind of meander our way through? What are we, what's, what's on the docket gentlemen? I mean, I got, I feel like I'll have more to say about the N64. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Somehow. That's fair. All right. So uh, I wanted to talk about, uh, We'll get to, uh, it is Wind Waker, The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker's 20th anniversary next week. Uh, so we'll we'll talk a little bit about that today. But I want, leading into that, um, it has been a tradition for me, ever since I was a, a small child, um, every year on Christmas morning, um, for those of you who celebrate Christmas, um, I would make it a habit to I, I get up early anyway like i'm a morning person it's always just been my curse is that i will always wake up earlier than anybody else in the household no matter what day it is and on christmas you know that goes double for christmas because i gotta get up early and get excited to look at my presents and all that kind of thing um so it was always a rule in my household that like we're not allowed to like touch the presents until breakfast until everybody's like had a chance to kind of settle in so as a result on christmas morning i would always be like going insane by the time everybody else was awake because i've been awake for like hours at that point so it became sort of a thing for me to do to play through the last act of the legend of zelda ocarina of time every morning on christmas morning because i would take like a solid you know hour or so um I'm referring to those of you who have beaten the game. I'm referring specifically to Ganon's castle at the very end of the game, Ganondorf's castle. Um, so you have to run up, kind of fight your way through to Ganondorf, battle Ganondorf, escape the castle, and then have to fight the newly reborn Ganon in the wreckage of the crumbled castle. And then, you know, you watch the whole credits and it's a whole thing. So that, that kind of became my Christmas tradition as I would wake up very, very early, beat that last chunk of Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, watch the credits, and then by the time that's all done, hopefully everybody else had had uh, awoken and we could continue on with our Christmas morning. Um, so to me, for some reason or other, the holidays are always 
inextricably linked to The Legend of Zelda. Pun I don't intended. know. I, 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 say again? <laughs> Pun intended. Oh, my Pun gosh. intended. That's exactly <laughs> correct. They are linked. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, I haven't been able to keep that tradition up for the last couple of years. Although, maybe I will. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll renew my uh, Legend of Zelda online expansion pack and... and crank through the game on in just in time for christmas who could say um what about you boys you, uh, uh, <laughs> any any zelda related christmas memories or hanukkah memories for oh, Friday? I, i've got a zelda related christmas memory do, i christmas was joking but do you actually <laughs> I, I actually do literally wow okay well go ahead Alrighty. so if there was one thing i've tried to make clear on this podcast over the past few years a link to the past is my favorite zelda game one of the best games ever made it's a game that means a lot to me and the reason why it means a lot to me goes back to the Christmas season of 2011. And I had just gotten into A Link to the Past. I'd gotten it on the virtual console on the Wii. Um, I had asked my parents for Skyward Sword, which was coming out that Christmas season. And I was really looking forward to it. I was like, man, I hope I get this new Zelda game. But leading into that, I was like, I want to learn more about the series. I want to play one of the greats that came before it. And the only one that I could get at the time was A Link to the Past, because that was the amount of points I had on the Wii Shop. Um, and, you know, as we know back then, uh, Ocarina of Time was a bit more, but I could only afford A Link to the Past. So I was like, okay, fine, I'll, I'll play that. And I fell in love with the game, and I, like, binged it throughout the weeks leading up to Christmas. And on uh, Christmas Eve... My family, we were going to do, like, this Christmas Eve dinner with my grandparents. It was, like, a stuffy, foreign, formal thing that I was not looking forward to at all. And I was in the final act of A Link to the Past. I was, like, at in the dark world, you know, at the top of the pyramid right before the final boss was Ganon. And I was like, man, I, I need to blitz this game out now. I need to get this finished before I get banished to hours of, you know, stuffy Christmas Eve dinners and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and so I sat down with my Wii, and I just went ham on Ganon just trying again and again. I was terrible at it. It's a relatively challenging boss if you don't know the gimmicks to it. I just tried and failed, and I managed to beat the game just in time before we had to go leave. And since that time, and I was so proud of myself then, I was like, I did it. I accomplished it, and I don't need to think about A Link to the Past anymore. I can focus on Skyward Sword the next day. But uh, that experience, I've basically replicated that every Christmas Eve since then. I replay A Link to the Past every holiday season. That game, just because of that kind of silly childhood memory, is Christmas to me. Every early in December, I start out a new save file on A Link to the Past, play through the game, finish on Christmas Eve. And how, I'm how starting we, on that today. So How have we recorded over 100 episodes together <laughs> and I did not know this about, about you? That's incredible. <laughs> I wrote an article on Goombastomp I was about, about to say, I yeah. feel like I was the one who may have edited that article. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Fun wow. times. Well, it was we'll a Games sh- That Changed Our Lives article uh, from like oh, I love 2019, that. I think. Because mm-hmm. that game truly did change my life, you know? It really enforced my passion for Zelda games and made me enjoy Skyward Sword a lot more after I finished A Link to the Past. And like we talked about in our Skyward Sword episode, that is also a game that left a big impact on me. Mm-hmm. So it's all like little pieces fitting together. Definitely want to include a link to that article um, in, the, in the description for this post. So, Wow. No, I, I did not know that, Campbell. I, did, I had no idea that we were living parallel uh zelda christmas lives high five twinsies hi uh, yes it would be an over the internet high five the best kind yeah um 
Wow, I didn't know that. So you said you're gonna you're gonna get that going tonight? Yeah, I'm literally planning to get back into a link to the past tonight, and then hopefully, you know, I don't all. I should clarify, I don't always finish the game in time for Christmas Eve, just because it, it takes time and all that kind of stuff. Sure. But I'm really aiming for that this year. That how, game. How much? How how full of a playthrough do you do? You're just trying to get through to the end, or do you try to get all the hearts, or like what's what's your, uh, if what's your I criteria? Tried to, if I tried to get all the hearts, it would be a serious challenge. <laughs> to get it done in time just because a lot of the, a few of the heart pieces are like really random and difficult to get like there's this uh digging mini game in the dark world oh, that sure. is just completely randomized you know sometimes you'll get the piece of heart in you know a few seconds sometimes it'll take literal hours to get it so it definitely varies usually i aim for just getting to the end of the game but there have Excellent. been times where i have gotten 100 percent completion on you know getting all the heart pieces uh, empty bottles all that kind of stuff Okay, not bad, not bad. Um, I've never actually beaten the link to the past. Maybe, maybe this is a, oh my god, Cameron, a wake up call for me. That's I know, a, I know, that's oh my a sin. The fact you know that you someone from yeah. time, but not a link to the past, man. Uh, it was uh, weirdly the the Super Nintendo. It's weird. I, I kind of skipped the Super Nintendo, like as a generation. Like I, I had a uh, my cousins had an NES and a Super Nintendo growing up, but for some reason or other, I pretty much only played nes games and i didn't get big into gaming until the n64 um so the super nintendo to me is always not exactly a blind spot like i feel like i've 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 more or less played all the hits but i haven't like finished a lot of them you know i never never finished super metroid um never finished link to the past like i've i've played them all beat super mario world for sure but uh, as far as a lot of the, like, Final Fantasy VI, like, nope, got nothing. Um, Cameron, you're hurting me over here. I, man, who has the time to play through all the Cameron, movies, you're so. not, Cameron, you're not hurting me, because I'll tell you one thing. The second yeah. time I was on N-Express, this was now so long ago, <laughs> back when Rick, oh, yeah. if you're listening to this, Patrick and Tim were running things. Um, according to them, the Goomba Stomp sin was to not play A Link to the Past. And I oh, have I've committed that. It. I haven't beaten it. That's all. Well, I guess uh, both playing, just beating the whole thing in general. So yeah. I guess you're on the list with me. So Cameron has God sinned, but can be redeemed. Mark is just you sinned. Know, yes. Sinned. You sin forever. There's no redemption. Sin forever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Shame, 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 shame. Um, that's very funny. Uh, all right. Well, uh, listen. That, since we're airing all the dirty laundry now. <laughs> Uh oh. <laughs> no, I don't have any other. I don't have any other deep, deep dark uh, Zelda-related secrets at this point in time. Um, mm-hmm. But transitioning onto a slightly more fun. Whoa, topic. whoa, whoa! Wait. Oh, what? You Go didn't ahead. ask me. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, I, I assumed yeah. that you would have jumped yeah. in. Go ahead, Mark. No, I just, I don't have any obviously for Christmas because I'm Jewish. So Hanukkah. But uh, I do I do have one Hanukkah Zelda memory, which was uh, Breath of the Wild. I got that on oh Hanukkah. Yeah, and I got the, uh, I remember, I forgot, I think it was Target I was at with my parents, and I saw the, um, they had like an Explorers edition, I don't even know if you guys remember this, but uh, when the Switch came out the first year, my brother had uh, Breath of the Wild, that was the first game we ever bought, but I hadn't like fully played it myself, and then he went to college, I got my own Switch, and um what happened was I saw this Explorers edition and they had the same thing for Super Mario Odyssey where it comes with sort of like a mini like a mini paperback guide in the box. And uh yeah, I just remember buying oh, I Breath have of the that. Wild yes. that day and just uh 
just plowing through it. I probably that was the one of the fastest I've uh, beaten at games. It was really good. <laughs> yeah. I love Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Breath of the Wild is fantastic. It's probably when my favorite I, Switch game. When I mm. first got Breath of the Wild, it's funny. Breath of the Wild was not my first Switch game. It, sh- it should have been. Like I don't know why. I, I opted for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate for my first Switch game, um, which is fine. But it's like I should have gone for Breath of the Wild. I don't know why I, I went for a multiplayer game first. Uh, but when I finally picked up Breath of the Wild, I like that's like all I did for you know like a month yeah, just like day, just yeah. play that game and it's funny like i i like i played so much of it in one giant chunk put it down for like a couple years and then only this past summer did i finally beat breath of the wild um <laughs> like i don't know why it's i was inspired like i was i was talking to my wife about like cuz you know what it was she had just beaten um uh link's awakening on switch and so we were just talking about Zelda games, and I was like, oh, you know what? I never beat Breath of the Wild, and, and we're kind of chatting about it. So I picked it up. I was like, ah, like, I'm just going to see if I can if I can beat Ganon. And I just, like, did it. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, damn. Like, all right. I was, like, literally right at the end. I was like, ah, I'm just going to give it a shot. And then and then I did it. Um, it is a really epic boss battle. Yeah, Especially epic. when you have all yes. four Divine Beasts. Well, that, that's that's so what the thing. As I, I had beaten all four. Not beaten. I, I had... Uh, well, yeah, I guess beaten. I, I had I had beaten all four of the sacred beasts, or or whatever whatever you divine want. Divine beasts. beasts, divine beasts, whatever they're called. I had uh, done all those dungeons, and then I just stopped playing the game. So I was I was truly right up at the proper moment to like go and do the thing, and then I just for some reason or other I just never did that. Um, it's like so me it with Luigi's was, Mansion. I'll get there. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do it eventually. Oh, man. It always mm-hmm. comes back to Luigi's Mansion. Of course. Um, yeah, it always does. You know, Breath of the Wild was not my first Switch game, but it was my last Wii U game. So, <laughs> <laughs> what a wonderful, I'll just say this, what a wonderful swan song it was for the console. And also very emblematic, too, because it mm-hmm. showed off all the frustrated potential of that console. It's very poetic that a game that would seem perfect for the Wii U, a game where you carry a little tablet around all the time and use it to survey the environment, would not use a giant tablet controller that comes with the console. <laughs> it's just hilarious. But aside from that, though... Uh, yeah, Breath of the Wild was extraordinary. I binged it in like dozens of hours in just like the first few days of owning the game. Uh, and I did beat the final boss like a month or two after starting the game, I think. Um, it's just definitely among my favorite Zelda experiences, although it doesn't have quite the same nostalgia, for me at least, as uh, A Link to the Past or, or even Skyward Sword, too. Well, how, how could it? That game mm-hmm. is still very new. Well, I mean, <laughs> I guess five years old at this point, but it still feels new to me, at least. Yeah, whenever I hear people say it's five years old, I'm just like, oh my god, I'm so old now. I was yeah. I was you 16 shut, when this game came out. <laughs> I was a child when this game came out, and I am a <laughs> grown man now. That's right. We're, I'm an adult. Um, wow. Yeah, uh, all that to say, uh, two, two things. Game Awards this coming Thursday. Do you think we're going to see... Any Tears of the Kingdom? 100%. I think that we'll get a teaser for it. 
Yes. I don't think that Nintendo will show off, you know, a big gameplay trailer. I think they're going to reserve that for a direct of some sort. Either oh, yeah. a general direct or a dedicated, you know, Tears of the Kingdom direct. But mm-hmm. they're definitely going to make some mention of it. At least that that's my bet I'm placing now. We're going to yeah. get, like they had in, I think it was Game Awards 2016, they had a, a teaser trailer for Breath of the Wild then, as well as a really rough gameplay demo of Breath of the Wild in 2014, <laughs> I believe it was. Um, so there's a track record of Breath of the Wild at the Game Awards. I think it would be weird for them not to take advantage of this opportunity to show off a little teaser trailer and be like, hey, 2022 is wrapping up. Here's the biggest game of 2023 <laughs> that we've got in the works. That's fair. And of course, uh, Reggie is going to be at the Game Awards as well. Mm-hmm. They've confirmed that he's going to be presenting uh, some kind of a award. Do you, th- do you think he'll... Uh... <laughs> do you think He's going to pull the Master Sword. It, that would rule. He's going to pull it out and then announce that he challenges Doug Bowser to a duel on the Game Awards stage and defeats him and oh, reconquers wow. his I position. I thought you were going to say he he, uh, he slays Jeff Keighley and then takes over, the, <laughs> takes over presenting the Game Awards for himself. Well, why mm-hmm. would he use a sword when he can just be the Reginator and just use lasers? Of course, lasers. <laughs> Laser eyes. So, yeah. Uh, listen, guys, I freaking love talking about Zelda. Um uh, to that end, it is the 20th, well, I guess next week, the 20th anniversary of The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker. Um, we have bemoaned the fact that there is no Switch port of the Wind Waker HD that they made for the Wii U. Uh, frankly, I'm still surprised that that hasn't happened yet. Um, It'll happen. I, I imagine it'll happen. Uh, I know we've, we've, we've talked a little bit about The Wind Waker kind of here and there. On this podcast, um, I'm I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts um, on that game. If you've completed it, if you've beaten it, do you like it? Do you dislike it? Like, where, where do you guys kind of land on the on the Wind Waker? Since we're hitting, this, I have this played some of it. Mass. You have or have not? Yeah, no, I have played some of it because uh, that was what uh, we got the Wii U with. It came with the gold Wind Waker bundle with the uh, mm-hmm. the not engraving, but the print with all the gold Zelda text around the uh, the mm-hmm. uh, tablet. Mm-hmm. And I played a little bit of Wind Waker, but I mostly watched my uh, brother play it. It's it, it seemed like very good. I want to go back to it one day, but every single time I think about it, I'm like, it's gonna come to Switch, and then I'll get to play it. And so I far, really it hasn't come so. to Switch. I, I'm, just, yeah, go ahead, Cam. Yeah, I was gonna say, just pull the trigger, Mark. Like I won't wait for it anymore, <laughs> just because like <laughs> I I do believe it. It, it will either come to Switch or if there is a new Switch console or a new mm-hmm. just a new generation coming out, it will come out for that. It, oh, will de- sure. it definitely should get a revamp on the more popular hardware because Wind Waker HD was brilliant. And here's what I want to say, you know, Breath of the Wild was my last Wii U game. Wind Waker HD was my first Wii U game. Ah, <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't get the cool uh, Wind Waker bundle that Mark got. Uh, I got just the standard, well, it's not standard, it's the special edition, the, the black console. Um, and it came with, uh, why can't I remember what the, the packing Nintendo came. Land. Nint- yeah, Nintendo Land, thank you. Mm-hmm. You can see how much of an impact it made on me. <laughs> I saw it came with that game, and I was like, no. And so I just ignored Nintendo Land, because it's not what I wanted to play. Instead, I got Wind Waker HD along with it. And that was my first time playing the game, and it is magnificent. 
it is an extraordinary Zelda game, especially in the the Wind Waker HD version, because it does away with a lot of the quality of life issues that were present in the original version. You know, the Triforce quest towards the end oh gets you know taken out entirely, or not taken out, but streamlined massively. Which I couldn't even imagine people playing that game on the GameCube back when it came out. Like that would just be let me tell you, awful. Campbell. Yeah, it was awful. Oh no, <laughs> uh, it's it's a like we we often talk about like in you know we we all three review games, uh, we often talk about like the what do you call them like the wall missions like like side quests or mainline quests that most players will hit, and like just be like I I hate this I give up and then that's the thing that prevents them from finishing the game. That Triforce side quest in Wind Waker is a wall mission. A hundred percent. At least in the original mm. version. It's like such a momentum killing buzzkill that it just completely saps any enjoyment out of the game. Which sucks because the final act of the Wind Waker is some of the best Zelda ever. Oh yeah. Um, like have, have you, you you've beaten it, Campbell? Yes. You managed to finish the game? I have beaten the game and I one hundred percent agree with you, Cameron. Like we were talking about how cool the final boss of Breath of the Wild is, and it is cool from like a visual standpoint. But I'd argue that the Wind Waker final boss sequence is the best in the series. It's like, so good. It's extraordinary. Just like that, the, wow. thematically, yeah. mechanically, like and it's the best version of Ganon too. Like they gave Ganon an a- actual personality this time around and gave him goals and the whole ending of the game, it's emotional. It's genuinely touching. It's one of the most like hype inducing powerful conclusions to a Zelda game, I think. Uh it's really really cool especially because you look at wind waker and you see this cartoony little game with all these cutesy characters but the story goes into such you know dark territory about the end of the world basically that really gets driven home in its final act it's astoundingly satisfying i'd say so okay so i want to talk about um we can maybe circle back around to like you know the, the the legacy of this game, but I want to talk about a little bit. Uh, Campbell, you mentioned you know this game's aesthetic; it's very cartoony. Um, do you guys are you guys like aware of the controversy of when this game oh, yeah. came out? I'm yeah, aware of the it. April Fool's yeah. ad that said like you know if you do X, Y, or Z, you can get an actual like realistic graphical version of uh, uh, Wind Waker with serious uh, serious visuals and not cartoony stuff. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> well, it was that. It was because uh, uh, I can't remember if it was at like an E3 or like a like a some kind of a tech showcase or something. But Nintendo had demoed a like in, in the lead up to the GameCube. Nintendo had demoed um, a couple of things. Uh, Super Mario 128, which was like, look at all these Mario's we can fit on screen, um, which would eventually uh, turn into Pikmin, um, mm-hmm. and then. There was also a very brief clip of Link fighting Ganondorf. It's it's very short. It's not long at all, but the characters look pretty pretty cool. It kind of like Smash Melee style, um, what, what would eventually become Super Smash Bros. Melee um, version of Link and Ganondorf. Um, and everyone thought like, oh, this is clearly the next Zelda game in development. Like this is what we have to look forward to. Um, I take it back. It wasn't fighting Ganondorf. He was fighting um, some kind of a flame demon or something. I, I don't remember. The point is, like, Link looked very realistic. 
particularly compared to Wind Waker. Um, so it kind of created some expectations, you know, whether fairly or unfairly, of people who were, who were convinced that this was the future of Zelda. This is what Zelda in 3D would look like, uh, continuing into a more high-res and realistic of the style that we got from Ocarina of Time and Dora's Mask. Um, so that when Wind Waker was finally announced, it was met with a lot of, I think, I mean, especially looking back at with the benefit of hindsight, a lot of unfair criticism, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Because uh, they, they leaned very hard to this very cel-shaded, cartoony, very expressive art style, uh, which, again, looking back on it, has aged like a fine wine, like it looks insane. Oh, it's aged magnificently. Magnificently, yeah. magnificently. Um, particularly when you, when you look back at something like Ocarina of Time or... Uh, or, or even Mask. Twilight Princess. I was going to say, the yeah. big irony of it is that at the time, yeah. what people wanted was Twilight Princess. And today, I don't think anybody would look at Twilight Princess and say, yep, that looks so much better than Wind Waker. This is what yes. we want out of a Zelda game. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of interesting the way that um, you know that history has sort of shown on those two games, particularly because they they released not quite back to back, but you know with within a short amount of time of each on other. the same console. Exactly, um, Twilight Princess kind of being the swan song of the uh, of the GameCube, the GameCube. into the mm-hmm. Wii, um, and of course Wind Waker being one of the highlights of the of the GameCube generation. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. Um, despite its initial, the initial reactions to that game, like the, the people who actually like sat down and played it had a lot, found a lot to love. There's a lot of really interesting uh, things that were implemented in Wind Waker. The, the, uh, the unconventional structure of having the open sea and you could sail hither and yon and wherever you wanted to go. Um, you, you still had to do things in a certain order at the end of the day, like certain, you know, you, you can't just, it's not a completely open world game, but I would say that this does lay the groundwork for some open world elements, um, especially if you, you know, compare it to uh, to something like Skyward Sword. You know, um, it's a great game. It's I think Wind Waker does a lot of things very very well. It does have some pacing issues, especially if you're playing the original version on a GameCube. Um, as Campbell alluded to, there is a, a quest towards the end of the game, sort of the, the thing right before the final dungeon, where you're trying to assemble the the lost pieces of the Triforce and reconstruct the Triforce. Uh, but in order to do that, first you have to find a chart that is a treasure map that leads you to a piece of the Triforce. So then you have to get that chart decoded. Um, and then once you have the chart decoded, then you can sail over to wherever the piece of the Triforce is. And you have to do this like, do, like what is it, Campbell? It's like dozens of times or something. I it's, believe it's, something, it's like nine times or it's, something? It's, 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 it's an insane bad. number of times. It's too many <laughs> times. Um, and especially when you factor in uh, the, the HD remake that was released on the Wii U has, what's it, what's it, it's called the Golden Sail or something? Mm-hmm. There's oh, like a, a there's sail. Whatever let's it's go called. fast, yeah. Yep. There's a there's a sail that lets you go fast, uh, uh, and it, what, I think it like doubles your sailing speed or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the GameCube version, you don't have access to that. the The most you can do is sail straight ahead. You can change the direction of the wind with the titular Wind Waker, the instrument that lets you uh, change which direction the wind is blowing. 
it, it just takes forever to get anywhere you want to be. As much as you enjoy the sailing, as much as you like the music or the open sea or whatever you want to, like, whatever enjoyment you get out of that is just severely diminished by the repetition of uh, of finding these Triforce pieces. It's, it's, it's like... It sounds like I'm making a big deal out of it, but like it's as bad as you've heard. Like I, I there's no way to sugarcoat it. Uh, there's a reason the HD remake just kind of simplified it and made it so much easier to 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 accomplish, uh, to to the game's benefit, I think. Um, so uh, if they do eventually, you know, re-release this game on the Switch or whatever future Nintendo console, like we can only hope that they will. Uh, stick with the HD version and perhaps make even further improvements. Who can say? Um, yeah, Mark, if you get the chance to play it, I would. I would. I wouldn't put it mm-hmm. high on your priority list, but it's like, well, since we're talking about it, could couldn't hurt. Yeah, um, I have my copy of Skyward Sword out right now. I just put it in my Switch OLED. <laughs> 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 it's like uh, I'll, I'll probably play this next. Hey, I'm you know, I just that. oh, I finally we could talk about this for one minute. I finally played. Uh, the past was around. Oh, nice. Is when, the, the is the, when the past was around. Yeah, it was good. I liked it. Um, that's really all I have to say about it since we uh, talked about that one so many times. <laughs> that's true. But uh, yeah, I'm looking for like my next big game to play. I'll probably play uh, Skyward Sword. I'm, like between that and Returnal. <laughs> big jump. <laughs> Very different games. Very different games. Mm-hmm. That's um, excellent. That's really funny. Um, although I will say, if, if you're going to play Returnal, I recommend... Um, I recommend doing it as much as possible just because mm-hmm. like that's a game that requires a lot of muscle memory. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's just like, you'll, you'll, you'll get better at it the more you play it in a short mm-hmm. sitting. At least that was my experience of it. Um, and I could say that because I reviewed it. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, back to Zelda. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. Wind Waker is a fantastic game. I, I think it holds up in the Zelda pantheon as one of the strongest and most striking examples of what a Zelda game can be. Um, that said, it has some flaws. I think the dungeons in Wind Waker are... There's only, what, three of them? Am I wrong? Oh, there's Maybe more four? than three. One second. I... Number of dungeons. Yeah, Google. How many dungeons <laughs> Wind Waker. Wind Waker? Doing my journalistic research here. I think there's seven dungeons feels like less. Well, I don't know. the facts don't care about your feelings, Cameron. I'm looking at a <laughs> list. Fair. Yeah, honestly, yeah. So, first, you've got the Forsaken Fortress. Then you've got the Dragon Roost Cavern, Forbidden Woods, Temple of the Gods, Earth Temple, Wind Temple, and Ganon's Tower. All right, fair enough. So, I feel like Ganon's Tower and the Forsaken Fortress are kind of like intro dungeon slash outro dungeon. We'll but, say the uh, Forsaken Fortress, it kind of counts because you, you play it in the opening sequence and then it's you come a back tutorial to dungeon i don't know it's a kind of a tutorial dungeon but you do come back to it later and then it's more of a dungeon the second time that's fair uh, dragon roost cavern is i i don't care i think that's one of the better dungeons in the series if only because of the music yeah. and the whole setting that's of true it. Uh, i i love the uh i love the way the grappling hook works in this game as well so um, satisfying it's a very, very satisfying. Um, yeah, Link has his little grappling hook. You can kind of swing it around next to him. You can use it to steal items off of enemies, which is kind of fun. Um, use it for traversal as well, like kind of swinging um, off of beams and stuff like that. Yeah, the items in Wind Waker are, are, are pretty fun. I love the Deku Leaf. 
uh, being able to float and fly and use it to blast enemies off of stuff. Uh, that's very fun. I think for the first time in the series, you can pick up items from enemies. Is that introduced in this game? I feel Maybe. like it was. I just I remember having being certain. a. I just remember being a huge deal when you could pick up a Moblin spear and be like, "Oh my god, I got a big spear!" Uh, that was a very fun mm-hmm. feeling. Um, Wind Waker also introduces a photo thingy, like a little photo box, um, which is kind of fun. Felt, you know, adds a lot to replayability as well. Um, yeah, there's lots of stuff at Wind Waker that's that be, has become, like, I think, uh, reintroduced in other Zelda games. It's it's just, it's just a fantastic game. Um, Nintendo, we <laughs> we had that anniversary of Zelda, and we were all very disappointed that there was no Twilight Princess slash Wind Waker uh, double pack. Um, we all expected it. <laughs> And yet, here we are. Uh, Double pack? No. They're going to sell those no, things I individually. I know. I'm just wishful thinking. I'm just yeah. talking. At, you know, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't it be nice is all I'm saying. Yeah. We consider uh, Mario premium, but Zelda, I feel like Nintendo treats even more premium than Mario. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right about that. I, especially what with, uh, what with Tears of the Kingdom coming out soon. I mm-hmm. think that, that that's their... That's their big showcase for sure in the upcoming uh, months. Um, any uh, any final thoughts on uh, The Wind Waker? I think somebody has written up a little retrospective of it over on the website. Who did that? Renan. Oh, my God. So Hogwarts. you know it's going to be great. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, Renan, uh, one of our most uh, in-depth writers for sure. So he's got what looks like to be, oh, boy, <laughs> at least – at least a thousand words here on 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 the Wind Waker. Um, so yeah, he's written about it a few times. Yeah, uh, we love him. Um, so let's. Uh, I guess we can table it there. We're gonna come back. Mark's gonna tell us a little bit about the N sixty four online expansion pack and his experiences therein. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. did it um so mark i'm gonna have you kind of walk us through uh kind of a fun project you've been doing the last month or two yes uh by accident yeah so my friends and i decided let's go through every single nintendo 64 online game and uh 
it's been something. <laughs> Some hold up ah. extremely well, and others are just, um, they were probably unplayable then, and they're unplayable now. <laughs> That's very funny. So let's kind of quantify this a little bit. When you mm -hmm. say you've been going through every N64 online Four players game, mm -hmm. uh, online. Only, only the games that have four players? Yes, only the games that awesome. have four players. So the right. only one we're excluding that's multiplayer is, uh, oh my god, Pokemon Puzzle League, and um, I think it's Wave Race. I think it might be Wave Race. Oh, sure. That, there's like, a, yeah, I think they're the only two two-player ones on there. Right, right, right. But yeah, we started with uh, Mario Party, because that's what we intended to originally play, which Mario Party 2 um still holds up excellently i still love that game i've played it before but you know even still playing it now after superstars and after playing seven last year a lot and it, it just still holds up very well mario party 2 it's still probably the best multiplayer game i would say on nintendo 64 online but what surprised me is i had never played um f-zero before the n64 version oh, the best. so good so good it's a lot of fun being able to customize your vehicle and the different maps. <laughs> they all have their own little quirks. It's just, it's so much fun, that game. I was so surprised by it. Uh, I, I have two questions for you. Uh, mm -hmm. Did you race on Big Blue? Yes, of course. We, were, we did every single map. Oh my God, the best. Yeah. Uh, did you do any death races? Um, oh gosh. I don't think did so. Not we just played like, the, the standard. Death race? What's the death race? Oh my gosh, Mark. The death race is the best. Um, although now that I think about it, I don't know if that's available in four players, so maybe I, I could be wrong here. Hmm. Um, the death race in F Zero X. Uh, so normally your standard race is like it's the it's kind of like you know your your, your standard race. You're, you you got a all these NPC racers. You have your friends. You're just trying to get first place in three laps. Da 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 da. The death race is a battle royale set on a racetrack. You're trying to smash every other car on the road. Uh, you can use your little spin attack to try to knock them off the map. Um, you're basically trying to wear down their armor. And <laughs> wait, 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 whoa, whoa. You have a spin attack in this game? Did you not know about the spin attack? Oh, Mark. No. I oh, didn't yeah. know about if, this. If you, uh, this is so funny. So if you're, if you double tap, oh boy, I actually don't know what it is on the Switch because I don't know. I couldn't even tell you all the buttons on the Switch. Mm -hmm. But if you're playing with an N64 controller, um, if you if you double tap the trigger, if you double tap Z, uh, you can launch into a spin, um, and what? and smash other cars into the road, uh, into into the walls or, or off the map entirely. It's uh, it's great, uh, and one of the one of the defining features of F Zero X, at least in my opinion. Uh, so the the death race takes full advantage of of that. Um, oh my gosh, I have to keep rules. this secret now. I have to, oh, yeah. next time we play, I gotta do that. <laughs> I had uh, no idea that was a thing. Please, please report back on your thoughts. Of course, on the death race. yeah. Um, it's extremely fun. Uh, I, I loved, I, I loved the Death Race maybe more than I loved the normal racing in F-Zero X. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. It's just, just incredibly fun. Is um, that Spin Attack? It's only in the Death Race? No, I'm pretty sure it's available... Always hold on. F zero X. I'm looking this up right now. F zero X spin attack. Here it is. Uh, yeah, I think you can just do it anytime you want. I'm gonna have to test that. 
I, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. The complicated yeah, no, one yeah, for you, online yeah, you can, was... You can bust uh, it out whenever. Um, yeah. In F-Zero-X, to perform a spin attack, the player must hold the trigger button contrary to the desired spin direction and then double-pressing the other trigger. For example, if the player wants to spin counterclockwise, he or she needs to hold the R button and then press the Z button twice. Okay, so I, the way I was describing it was a little bit off. Uh, so basically, you have to be like strafing in one... or drifting in one direction and then you tap the other uh, thing to drift the other direction and it causes you to spin. So it drops your speed a ton, but it can just absolutely kill some other cars. Yeah. It's it's just it, it's a blast to pull off successfully. Um, yeah, please let me know how that goes. And uh, and uh, yeah, that's awesome. Would love to hear your thoughts. Um, so you've been playing a little Left Zero X. You've been playing a little Mario Party. What mm-hmm. else has been fun? Um, well, Mario Party Two, Mario Party One. I feel like still has not aged too great. Oh sure, it's yeah. um, it's weird. That one's more based on luck, and I feel like the mini game selection is just poor. For the first one, it's pretty limited, yeah. And I didn't, I never remembered it being that bad because when I when I first got into college, uh, my friend Kat and I we played like a bunch of them. I think we almost went through like every single Mario Party, and um, I, I don't remember one being that bad. But we only played it once. But replaying it now, I feel like it might be one of the lesser entries of the series. Sure. Well, especially but, uh, when you compare it with when, when, when Mario Party yeah, 2. Yeah, with Mario Party right, 2. Which, yeah. When it's right there, it's kind of hard to make the direct comparison, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I can't wait for Mario Party 3 to come to the service because I want to see how that one compares to 2. Because I always remember liking 2 better, but um, I don't know. I'll have to see with 3 when it comes out. I think that's next month it's coming to Switch Online. But, yeah, um, they're, they're, they're spacing out their releases. I think my favorite online game might be Star Fox 64. Oh, yeah. That one, the multiplayer for that, I had never experienced the multiplayer Star Fox before. I played it's the single fun, player so right? many times. Yeah, yeah. just the dogfights of just being in this one arena with three other people. It just, it gets so intense. It's just, uh, that one I absolutely love. It's, you know, I feel like you could play that anytime. It's a shame there's not like choosable characters or more maps or anything like that. It's only two stages. Maybe the 3DS one changed it i know the 3ds one with the camera it'll like show your face on the bottom screen but um yeah i I just wish there was more to star fox 64's um multiplayer mode and then the other one trying to think what else there was was win back which is um it's a game of the year right It's one of the worst games I've ever played. <laughs> I've, I could literally only play like it's two terrible. minutes of it before I gave up. Or it's how terrible. much did you play? Oh, <laughs> uh, we played for like a good like twenty minutes, probably. Oh my god! So yeah, you gave it a which good, is you gave yeah. it a good try. We gave we gave it a chance. My favorite playable character was probably Matt. Um, I still don't remember what he looks like, but I remember I played as Matt. And uh, it's garbage. It's, you know, I wouldn't even call it a poor man's third person shooter because that would be generous. It's just awful. I, (laughs) it's just, I don't know why that one's online. I don't know why they put that on Switch. That one's. Well, I think, listen, I think from a historical perspective, there is a lot of interesting things about it. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's interesting to see like, okay, like cover based shooters this this is a game that's a cover based shooter and that's unusual especially for the time um but this mechanically it's a rough time it's yeah, like it's it, bad it, it's it just, just hasn't hard. aged well i completely agree um it's you know if you if you're interested in like you want to give it a, a a couple of minutes go for it but it's i don't think it's uh 
worth completing by any means. <laughs> it's a tough game. <laughs> and then the other two are Mario Golf and Mario Tennis, which I got to be honest, you know, after playing Super Rush and um, Tennis Aces, I, I really don't think the older ones on the N64 have aged that well. Yeah. I know, you know, they have their great aspects. I think Mario Golf was more uh, frustrating, but... They're, they're still fine games. I mean, you know, if you grew up with them, you'll probably, you know, know the ins and outs of them and be, you know, a lot more adjusted to them. But I, like, I couldn't recommend them over maybe some of the later ones, especially, like, the GameCube era stuff. Like, I think that's miles, miles better. I wish they had that online. But Mario Party 2 is definitely the best Switch Online multiplayer game. And I'm just, you know, I'm surprised how well all these games run. Because we didn't, we never really had a single issue. The only one we had issues with was uh, Mario Kart. That was the only one that didn't function properly. Interesting. In in what way? Every way. <laughs> Just <laughs> everywhere. Like at all? The, yeah. the The frame rate was disastrous at times. The audio would be out of sync. We just couldn't really. We haven't been able to get that one to work properly. <laughs> wow. Both times we played it, we played it twice. It just didn't, uh, yeah, it didn't work that great. Mario Party works fantastic. I don't know why, but that one is, like, perfect. That and F-Zero and Star Fox, I feel like those three, which are the best ones, they, they have, like, zero problems because they probably know everyone's playing those. Yeah, that's fair. Um, are you excited to, okay, so elephant in the room, uh, Goldeneye, the yes, we're gonna play popular it. James Bond shooter. I was gonna say, mm-hmm. um, are you excited to try a little Goldeneye? Like, what are your thoughts on? Uh, that? I've played it before, actually. So okay. I know I I like Goldeneye. I think it's a good game, but um, yeah. I'm interested to see how it'll play on Switch in comparison to the other ways I've played it before. I'm very intrigued uh, by mm-hmm. that as well. I I hope it's good. Um, I, I can't it imagine can't be it'll that be bad. bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's got to be good. It's got to be good. Um, are you going and then to Mario text? Party Three is going to be great. Like, there's of no course. question. It's yeah. yeah, it'll work perfectly. So, so yeah. what's your process when you're playing these games with your friends? Like, do you guys just like? Is it like it's Friday night time to party? Let's play some online games. Like, how, what's your? Yeah, basically, your... it's yeah, that. it's whenever you know someone makes the call, <laughs> and then we oh, all just hop so online. Fun. One person just makes a room, and then you go to the online section of Switch Online. It's really easy. Their name comes up. You just join, and you're right in. And that. then what's cool is that you don't have to go back. I didn't know this about Switch Online. You don't have to go back into the menu and it like resets for everyone. The person who's leading carries everyone in the party and you're basically just like streaming their screen and then doing like your regular controls. Nice. Yeah. So it works perfectly. I, you know, I see people online all the time saying like, oh, it just doesn't work. And it's like, no, I, I didn't have a single problem with it. I thought it worked great. Besides Mario Kart. Mario Kart was the only one who gave me trouble. <laughs> Which is a shame because online uh, or multiplayer Mario Kart is one of the best things of all time. Like it, like battle mode, like the best. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I don't know um, why. The drifting in Mario Kart 64, I just hate. I feel like it just doesn't feel right. That's so funny. Cause to it's, me, like, I've, it's like I've, when you put butter in a frying pan. <laughs> that's what that game feels <laughs> like. <laughs> that's very it just funny. doesn't feel right. Yeah. As someone who, who spent... Uh, who who knows how many hours playing Mario Kart 64? Like to mm-hmm. me, that's the only acceptable drifting. Like I <laughs> I can't get on board with this new, these new blue sparks. Like I don't know what's going on. Um, 
That's really funny. Uh, Campbell, do you still have your, your N64 online expansion pack subscription? I do indeed, as I just found out when I re-downloaded N64 online app on my, my Switch OLED, which shows how much I've taken advantage of this deal. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what do you think? Does anything that Mark described uh, appeal to you in terms of trying to get on some of these online games, or are you just going to stick with the single-player experiences? Uh, I'm probably going to stick more with the single-player experiences, because I do want to go back and replay... Uh, either Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask. Um, honestly, I did want to play Majora's Mask for a while, but now I'm kind of itch- itching to go back into Ocarina of Time after the discussion earlier in the show. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. So, yeah, eager to get back into those. And also, I do want to finish up Banjo-Kazooie as well. So there's a lot oh, of good... So good. Lot, exactly. A lot of great single-player games um, on N64. It's true. Uh, and Mark, one final question for you. I, I forget. Did you manage to pick up a, a controller or no? I did, but I don't have it on me since I'm in college. It's at home. I am going to take it back with me next time. But um, Got it. Yeah. That they, controller I, is fantastic. You know, we've talked about it before, but I the first time I got it, I was like, oh, I'll test it out for a moment. And then I put on Mario 64 and then, you know, three hours went by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, just, I, it I would... works so great with that game. I am desperate to hear your thoughts when Goldeneye comes to the service. Mm-hmm. Like your your thoughts on playing Goldeneye with that controller, because I I'm I just... sure it'll be unplayable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so curious. Um, man, I, I when when Goldeneye comes out, I think I'll probably re-download because I I would love to get into some uh, some firefights with you, gents. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna take I a odd job? Is that what you're gonna ask? <laughs> no, they got we gotta have some house rules. No odd job. <laughs> Uh, okay, but that's that's for that's for another time. Um, anything else we got to shout out? I mean, honestly, nor- this might be a shorter episode because uh, we have all been slammed with kind of end of year obligations, mm-hmm. and I personally have not. I don't have any indies to to report for the indie spotlight this this time around. Um, uh, uh, do we want to just call it there? Or is there anything else we want to kind of uh, call I've got, it here? I've got one thing else to mention. Please. What is up with the names of the maps in F-Zero? Like, go on. I, I Just everything. White Land? <laughs> <laughs> also known as Texas. <laughs> uh, oh listen, I, I, I don't know. I The only map I remember is, is Mute City and Big Blue. And Big Blue. <laughs> that's all I got. Yeah. And now that you think of it, what the heck does Big Blue mean? <laughs> Mute City? Is, there's there's an ocean, Mute? yeah. But why listen, is... Y'all are asking a lot of questions. It's, it's Mute because is... Mute like the color gray, and Mute City is all like gray. And then Big Blue, there's yeah, but Blue. But White Land, makes... White Land is gray, so White it, noise, it just maybe? doesn't... I, no, it has one of the best soundtracks in the game. Um, <laughs> the music in F-Zero-X is, is so fantastic. Good. I think the soundtrack for that game is so good. Maybe it is a representation of Texas. That's a Mr. Miyamoto question. Quite possible. We'll have to ask him. Let's mm-hmm. call him up. Uh, yeah, call him up. Miyamoto-san, if you're listening, what's the deal Tell with White Land? Tell us White Land. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I guess all that to say, we'll end it on that. <laughs> extremely random note uh, which I love uh, I've been your host Cameron Daxon you can find a little of my writing over at GoombaStomp.com I'm over on Twitter at Action Daxon Mark where can people find you on the internet 
You can find me at the Markel, that of course Mark with the C, Cal with the K. You can find me over on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Now I'm just thinking about Whiteland. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, up on the website, you can find right now my coverage for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I also have an article on Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire 20 years later. Uh, so go check those out, and I'll have coverage soon, I could say this, on uh, Marvel's The Midnight Suns. I've been playing that on PS5. The Switch port got delayed. I don't even think it has a release date yet, but uh, we'll talk about that in the future once uh, that one does come to Switch. I love it. And Campbell, what about yourself? You can find my games writing over at GoombaStomp.com. Got an indie game spotlight that came up recently. Check that out uh, this past weekend. And also stay tuned for all of our end-of-year indie gaming content, as well as general games content. I'm uh, contributing and managing both. Uh, and if you want to catch up with me personally, you can find me on Twitter at CampbellSkill, or you can find me physically at Whiteland. No. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Um, and Express is also... Uh, <laughs> God, I've... That just completely threw me for a loop. Uh, N-Express is also <laughs> on social media. We are on Twitter at N-Express Nintendo. Don't forget to rate, review, uh, comment, all that good stuff over on the podcast platform of your choice. Thank you so much for listening. Maybe we'll catch you next time. Cue the White Land music. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Song of my people. Song of my people.